Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have some team members from 400 Drums, and they're going to fill us in on some very interesting and innovative ways that they're breaking into the Web3 space. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of NFTs together. Who I have with me today is a special guest that I met on the Graveyard Shift. Their project is very interesting, something different in this space. They're the founders of 400 Drums. We'll start with Tamara. You want to give yourself an introduction? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity to be here speaking with you. My name is Tamara Goddard. I am the strategist and the graphics designer for a project called 400 Drums. I'm also the CEO of a economics corporation called For Our Future Indigenous Economics. Uh, I'm from the Soto First Nation, which is in the beautiful northeastern BC. Very cool. I'm a big fan of the mission and I'm excited to get into it. Reen, you want to give yourself an introduction? Hey there. Yeah. So I'm Rian Bevan with the organization. And I came on originally with For Our Future to do research papers. I wrote a, a 79 page paper on blockchain procurement, supply chain, and data sovereignty for Indigenous businesses in the landscape of Canadian data policy and such with Tamara and, and the team. And that really brought us into what we're doing with this project. Like I've been in, in crypto since 2016 or 2017. So it's really nice to actually step into the Web3 space officially instead of just kind of looking at it and trading from the side in a project that is actually so potentially meaningful and appropriate for Indigenous people and how they can utilize these new digital economies that are coming out. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Using the blockchain technology and, you know, Web3 for good is incredible. And I love the mission. Where did this idea come about to use this technology for the betterment of Indigenous people? As Rian said, we did some national projects and what we were asked to look at was in the impact of blockchain in procurement in Canada. As an Indigenous economics corporation, we have been negotiating major land deals for many, many years on our territories. One of the things that I've written a lot about is the financial and regulatory oppression of Indigenous peoples. Uh, then the pandemic hit and we began to struggle, not just us, but Indigenous businesses also began to struggle because a lot of what we do is meet people in person. We have a lot of arts, we have a lot of tourism, we bring people out on the lands, that's how we are, are earning our monies. And then of course, supply chain started to be a problem and our communities are very remote. Uh, we also had flooding and fires here. So these are the some of the challenges that we had. And in the meantime, we were able to raise about $3 million, which got directly invested into Indigenous businesses and communities. That initial funding just started 
dropping off. The nations were approved for funding and financing, uh, but we began to carry $100,000 of monies owed to us. We couldn't let go of our staff because then the Indigenous community wouldn't get the project done. So we were still paying, but the monies were stopped coming in. So I think out of sort of sheer frustration at some point, I, I had sat down and honestly, it came in a, in a real flash. And I, I was just listening to the words of the elders. And it was, you know, you have to do your part. I began to look at the parts of our whole team, which was, you know, David, who was a drum maker. Half of our office space is a art studio. We teach Indigenous culture, crafts and the arts to inner city kids and to communities. We had Rian, who was our innovation manager, having just published a national paper on blockchain. And myself, I'm a graphic artist as well as a, a fine artist. You know, these things just came right together. And I was looking to service a budget of $1.5 million uh, to continue our Indigenous youth training and to continue growing into Digitech, actually. And it just came in a flash. You know, I actually sat down and calculated how many drums would we need to sell to raise our $1.5 million budget. And that was 400 drums. So that's how it began. I gave David a call and was really excited because it came in such an inspiration. I just told him, you know, 400 drums, this is what we're doing. And he just immediately felt the energy and agreed. By the end of the day, we were planning and designing 400 drums. That's absolutely incredible. Just the fact that there is a way for certain people and certain countries to use cryptocurrency to get around the restrictions of native coin or fiat is, you know, incredible. And I think it's underutilized. And I definitely love the project. That that's why, you know, I wanted to have you on. Yeah, I was just going to say you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, something that Rian and I had already been looking into was financial oppression. Uh, indigenous peoples, the amount of strings that are attached to our money, it's quite pernicious. Um, we're not allowed essentially to earn enough own source revenue to get ourselves out of these economic disparities. Uh, we're not allowed to say buy our own water technology in a way that works for the community. So really, yeah, cryptocurrency provides an interesting avenue for our people across Canada. And we've got some interesting ways to move forward uh, in terms of leveraging uh, the crypto into being able to actually use that as security to borrow monies and also to raise funds for a foundation. We have sort of this four ways to increase uh, value for our community members, which really comes from a cultural perspective in that when Indigenous people have wealth, we show that wealth by sharing. So we're sort of embedding that into how we build value for our own NFT holders. And then beyond that, so that we don't just spend the crypto and then we're broke again, we've got four separate strategies to leverage the funds so that as Indigenous people, we're creating viable businesses and creating more NFT projects and creating more talent within Indigenous communities to create and innovate in the Web3 environment. That right there is is incredible. Uh, I know there are underdeveloped countries and oppressed countries that are kind of starting to figure this out or very small numbers of people who have figured that cryptocurrency is the way to get around oppression, at least from a monetary standpoint. And I think the education on that needs to get out there. And 
not only are you providing something for your people, you're also educating them on the future. You're giving them tools, you know, not only from a monetary standpoint, but from career standpoint, having the tools to work in Web3 blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, that's incredible. Could you speak on the education part of it? Yeah, for sure. And and we really had to think about this carefully because our team in-house, we actually hired a bunch of Indigenous youth and, and have been paying for their post-secondary and getting them education throughout this process. We actually had to call upon the youth that were sort of midway through their education and ask them, you know, help us get online, uh, help us film tourism and sell it online. We really had to rely on the young people and their mind and their innovation and creativity to bring this forward. But what we found was you know, our team exists uh, of young people. We've got Rian, who has a sustainable communities background. We've got a sound tech. We have a film partner who teaches uh, film photography. We have music producers because they're recording the sounds of the Indigenous drums. And we're doing an Indigenous sound repository. And we've got a computer scientist as well, trained in in multiple areas and starting to train in, in Web3. In order for us to send a team back to a community, here's all the disciplines of education and experience required. So how we're doing it is this project will fund uh, education. We will also leverage it for grants because we can access some educational grant funding. But essentially, our new groups of youth will work on real Indigenous NFT projects. So we'll continue to pay for their post-secondary and we will have you know the five disciplines that are required to pull off a really good project. And they will develop an Indigenous NFT project and help launch that project. Yeah, I see. I love that. Uh, Rian, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I was just going to say like one thing that's really incredible about these possibilities and like what you said that Web3 is starting to provide these spaces where where people can come in and create these new possibilities. It seems like what Web3 is allowing is all these different niche areas of mind to stake out their own space. Like it allows these people to come together. And what this project has allowed is for us to really utilize the indigenous economics lens that Tamara has has developed over decades of work and, and working with For Our Future in a way that really allows us to showcase with this proof of concept project that Indigenous people can just be Indigenous people again for their economics. Right now, you have to engage with the Western economic system, resource extraction on your territories, all these kind of things just to get by. There are no ways to just live completely traditional in most areas. And I think Web3 is allowing this weaving of bringing tradition into what the new economy is in a way that wasn't really possible in Web 2 and really makes it that it's not just one possibility. Every different culture can utilize their version, essentially, of what a 400 Drums project can be to start building out these new economies based on culture. No longer do sacred artists move off their land because they can't afford to live there or because it's being poisoned or maybe join an extraction industry just so that they can continue to make their sacred items, sacred art can now start to become that economic engine again, because that was part of the trading and economic system that existed before the Western capitalist version of how you need to have specific kinds of money to pay your rent to eat. 
100%. I couldn't have said it any better. Cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, Web3, it's a freedom. It's decentralized. That's the point of it. The amount of applications that can be done, it's whatever is up to your imagination. And like you said, anybody can break in, carve out a place for themselves or you know, an entire people like you're talking about here. It's incredible. And that's why it's like we're so early in all of this. And, and people have a hard time like grasping that because it's said so much. I mean, the proof is here. Cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, as long as you have, you can figure out how to utilize it. And I think you have the ability to kind of break down barriers. 100% agree with you. The, the idea of a decentralized economy is, is very indigenous. And so I was pretty excited when I started and I was listening to, you know, the graveyard shift there. And, you know, tokenomics couldn't be more in line with indigenous economics uh, because already decentralized uh, and we already sort of recycle everything back in. So what I see when I look at uh, tokenomics is, is the creation of markets and an ever iterative way of interacting with an environment in a creative way. And that one statement is very indigenous. How we have survived for 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 years is because we are constantly observing and interacting with the environment and innovating ways to behave as the earth goes through changes and the generations go through changes. And this is symbiotic relationship with the earth and each other. So in a sense, relationship and creativity is our bottom line. You know, we brought in um, an elder, a chief, actually a hereditary chief from the Nambi's First Nation to to give a talk was basically talking about tokenomics, <laughs> but from a completely traditional perspective. Yeah, that's why when I heard you speaking, you know, just bringing something innovative that's absolutely fascinating and it's for the greater good, not only of indigenous people, but people from underdeveloped nations or oppressed nations can now get around that oppression, at least from a monetary standpoint. But that can open up doors, like you said, with housing and, you know, water and all of that as well. So I'm very excited to see the future of what you guys are doing. I'm blown away by the innovation. So where can people find Tamara and 400 Drums? The easiest way to find us is um, really on Twitter, which is at 400 Drums. And then 400drums.earth is our Web3 site that also has links to our whitelist as well as our Discord. And our Discord is a really great place because we have uh, David, our cultural keeper and drum maker, live streaming there. And so really people get to just come into a room with him and hang out, ask questions. He's going to be having guests in there, different hereditary chiefs and elders. So it'll be really just a space to live stream with real cultural keepers and chat with them. Uh, we have a small release coming out first that's helping us to capitalize. It's very important to us. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So Rian, you want to just add something real quick? Yes, the 444 batch, like Tamara said, we are launching with this small number first, and then we will be launching and some wider releases after that. The 444 batch is going to have some exclusive utilities and will act as a minting pass for the rest of our releases going forward. All of our drums will be gifted to people who are NFT holders and people in our community. And the 444 batch will receive access to all of our giveaways in the future, including authentic Indigenous tourism getaways for two. 
too, because we're really trying to make it that people who are in our community, who are holders and people interested in indigenous culture can really find new ways to engage. I'm a white guy myself. In my conception before joining this team, it's really hard to understand how you can engage with the cultures that might be right around you. So with this project, we're really trying to create this network that people can really start to get engaged with the BC First Nations here. And then over time, really work to connect with more indigenous cultures. Yeah, I love that. I'm, you know, I'm very fascinated by, you know, indigenous culture. I'm excited about the project. Rian and Tamara, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a real pleasure. I this was very interesting stuff. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the opportunity and great work. We'll be seeing you on the graveyard shift. Yeah, I can't wait. You definitely need to come back. Thank you so much for the chat. It's really great to sit down with people who can feel the vision that we're working on. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited to see the future of this type of innovation. That's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guests, Tamara and Rian, for coming on. This was a fascinating episode. I really enjoyed our chat. Can't wait to see what they do with blockchain technology and the Web3 space. I think this is crucial for helping not only indigenous peoples, but underdeveloped nations, people from oppressed nations. I think there's so much we can do with this technology that we've just grazed the surface of. So go check out 400 Drums. Um, swing by the graveyard shift and also thank you to everybody listening following the show on your platforms uh leaving these incredible five-star reviews that helps the show tremendously and i thank you so much for it check out wendrop.io we got some really cool stuff going on in the coming weeks biggest thing about this space is finding good people who believe in web3 but also the community aspect of that and supporting those people. I think that's the biggest thing about this space that I love. I'm the mayor and you've been listening to the NFT and chill podcast. 